How is it going, everybody? Corey Small coming to you from Crying Cheese, but today's not a Crying Cheese podcast. Today is going to be what I like to call Watchful Wednesdays. What Watchful Wednesdays mean is basically my short uh, opinion and review on a movie of sorts. Doesn't mean it has to be a movie that is currently out in theaters or just released on DVD. But just a movie that I really like and like talking about a lot. This one just so happens to have been released this year, uh, actually like a month ago. Uh, it's the eighth in the series of this uh, for this movie, and that is Jigsaw. Jigsaw is the eighth film in the Saw series. Uh, the Saw series was originally created by James Wan and Lee Winnell and spawned seven movies from that, there's seven original Saw movies, Saw 1 through uh, 3D or the final chapter, but let's all be honest, let's try not to remember the final chapter, because obviously it wasn't. But after, I believe it was six or seven years, um, we finally got another uh, film in this franchise, and for me as a diehard fan, I was over the flippin' moon about it. I was so excited when they announced that they were going to make another movie. And uh, originally, the movie, maybe it was for uh, just secret production reasons, but what everyone first knew about it was called Saw Legacy. And while that just sounds like the worst kind of uh, add-on, like semicolon type movie, uh, we all ran with it. That's what we were calling it. But ultimately, we got Jigsaw. Today... I will be talking about that film. Now, what I'm about to say, most of my reviews, especially in this series, are completely biased because I am such a huge fan. And I know this movie didn't particularly meet expectations from Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures. But obviously, hardcore fans did go and see this. So set that aside and just take this with a grain of sand, uh, if you will. Now, let's get started. Jigsaw. Jigsaw takes place ten years after the death of John Kramer. Now, John Kramer, who is obviously Jigsaw in this uh, series, who's played by Tobin Bell in infamously, died in Saw 3 slash Saw 4. If any of you haven't seen those movies, I will be spoiling them. Saw 3 and 4 were basically the same movie in two different perspectives. But in the third movie, we actually uh, witness him being killed by one of the antagonists of the films, Jeff. Whose last uh, ultimate game of forgiveness was to forgive John Kramer for the death of his son. So ten years later, everything of sorts has kind of died down and most people have forgotten about the events in the Saw series almost entirely. Especially like from the fifth through final chapter. They could basically say they just trashed that those three movies and just went off what three and four ended at. And that's a problem for fans like me, because when it comes to this film, everyone wanted to know what happened at the end of the final chapter. Again, if you haven't seen this, at the end of the final chapter, 
for like three, four movies now, we've been following Detective Mark Hoffman, who was supposedly the last successor to the Jigsaw legacy. John Kramer had passed away, as did Amanda Young, simultaneously with him. So, Mark is kind of on his own to create this legacy, along with John's wife, Jill, who she kind of comes and goes with whatever John has previously set up for her. Now, at the end of the final chapter, uh, Mark actually kills John's wife. Like, the whole last movie, aside from the main uh, game that was being played with Bobby Dagan, who was played by Sean Patrick Flannery, who most people know him from, from the Boondock Saints movies, or Powder, if you know that movie. Um, it follows him, his game, and basically him lying about being a Jigsaw survivor. And Jigsaw, Mark, puts him in a situation where he will maybe ultimately become a survivor after finally being tested, as he said he had been for all these years, and gained fame and fortune from it. Well, Bobby fails his test, so what? Life goes on with that. But it's like no one really cared about that part of the movie because everyone wanted to see what was going on outside with Mark. Mark, uh, you know, starts to burn all the evidence after killing Jill. He burns all the jigsaw evidence, the puppets, the, the traps, and is set to leave and start anew somewhere else. Well, as he's leaving, he is attacked by a figure, well, three figures wearing pig masks. Ultimately, the one in charge turns out to be Dr. Lawrence Gordon from the original Saw movie, the man who cut off his foot. Uh, and no one had really seen anything about him, but slight hints here and there that he might still be alive just through a line or two in a movie. And in a quick, like, last five minutes of the movie, we get a whole series sum-up of what he has been up to. Basically, he was behind it all, uh, just waited in the shadows, and John told Lawrence that if anything were to happen to John's wife, that he should act immediately. And in doing so, Lawrence puts Mark in the infamous bathroom from the first, second, and third films, and uh, that's how it ends. That is literally how they intended to end the series. Thus being the final chapter. So, years later, we get another uh, at another installment. Frame, uh, j uh, Jigsaw. And they don't mention these two characters at all. Now, there's the main games that are being played that this uh, police investigation crew are following. Now, in my own personal opinion, if this shit was happening again, I would think someone would bring up, hey, do you remember our twisted lieutenant who was a part of this at one time and just kind of went on this uh, killing spree of all our fellow colleagues? Whatever happened to him? That is not mentioned once in this movie. Not once. Either no one really cared about him because he could have been such a dick, or this movie was intentionally set up to literally get rid of the last three to four movies in that uh, original franchise. And again, there was no even mention of Dr. Gordon, which the first seven movies did a very subtle job of doing. 
Now, with every Saw movie does come, you know, its twist. And this movie had about four or five twists that just hit you. One right after another. One right after another. One right after another. I sat there, because most of the movie, they're trying to get you to believe that John Kramer is still alive. Even though all evidence uh, prior has said that he has obviously died. He's not supernatural. But how can this be when literally his evidence is showing up on bodies that show up in forensic? So this, then you, you have the main game playing of these five. Starts off with five people who, through uh, a chain of their own shitty lives have done something so terrible that Jigsaw feels the need for them to be tested. And to uh, get to that final goal, these five people had to ultimately confess to their worst sins ever. So you have these people, one room after another, losing one person in each room in Saw fashion. Um, you know, the, what the trailers showed was the five people with buckets on their head Lose a person in there. The next room was a hanging if someone doesn't die in there. The next room after that was someone losing their leg. Uh, and I'm not going to get too much into it. But that's basically the gist of it. You're watching this and there's a part of you that feels like a lot of this movie gave some of its twist away. But if you were paying attention, you almost didn't want to believe it. Or you just looked over it. Because none of these people in this this series of traps know who John Kramer is. There's one woman who does and that's just because she was actually, you know, neighbors to him. She knew him on a semi-personal level. She's the only one who knows who well John Kramer is. She doesn't realize that John Kramer is Jigsaw until the end of the movie. It's her and another gentleman Who find themselves at the end of this movie face to face with John Kramer. You're watching this whole thing. And when John Kramer shows up, to me, I was shocked. But I was almost aggravated. Because in a sense, I thought this series was taking a supernatural turn. Which would have frustrated me to absolutely no end. Because this series, as ridiculous as some of these traps uh, turn out to be. It was always real, in a sense. Like, these characters are real, everyone dies. John Kramer, Jigsaw, even dies and never comes back. He just lives through his word and his followers, apprentices, etc. So it shows him with Anna and Ryan, the last two survivors of this game. Uh, and then their ultimate big confession comes out. Uh, again, something happens, a little twist where they both are left there to die. Now, on the outside, you have your FBI forensic team hunting down and trying to find out who the new Jigsaw is. But you're wondering, how is there a new one when we, the viewers, have now seen that John Kramer is alive? This is one of those twists. Logan and Eleanor are two of the main, some of the main characters. There's Eleanor, Logan, Halloran, I can't forget, I forget the fourth uh, detective's name. But it's mainly those three at the end of the movie in the this barn where this uh, main game has been taking place. 
if you don't know, Eleanor is like obsessed with Jigsaw over the years. There's been like this website that dedicates people who ultimately appreciate uh, John Kramer's work, uh, follow his words, kind of accept him as a vigilante of sorts, and they um, love his work and his methods of teaching rehabilitation to those people less fortunate. So they get into this where this barn, you know, stuff goes down. The whole movie, Logan is convincing everyone else that Halloran is the new Jigsaw because Halloran is just one of those crooked cops. He's got a lot of bad people on the inside, but he's using them for his own good. The showdown goes goes off hitch. Halloran and Logan get abducted. They end up in the same room as where Anna and Ryan were just moments before. Kind of wondering, this room looks familiar, but what the hell is going on? You know, Jigsaw comes on the uh, speaker system and tells them that they, too, also have to confess. Um, Halloran pulls a quick one over on Logan and puts him in his trap first when it was supposed to be a decided who goes first. Otherwise, both of them die if no one decides. Logan confesses that he was the person responsible for mixing up John Kramer's uh, x-ray, his CAT scans for his uh, brain tumor. Because what we didn't know through the original series is that John Kramer thought his brain tumor and cancer was a lot less progressed than what it actually was. And that was because Logan's slight hiccup with names on x-ray uh, prints. He gets it's he gets these lasers off his collar. It's, it's it's hard to explain. Lasers, laser collar cuts his face up. And he dies. Halloran gets pulled back. Totally confessed. He confesses that he's done a lot of bad things. Uh, he manipulates people to do things that he needs to do, and it's usually bad people. He gets saved, and all of a sudden Logan stands up. And it is revealed that Logan is has been involved from the very, 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 very beginning. Like when Jigsaw was first starting out. Basically, his scenario, he was involved in the, the five people trap. But the trap we were watching throughout the movie was something that happened years ago. Long before the series we've watched had happened. There was a slight uh, mis mistake in John's uh, uh, manipulation where Logan didn't actually wake up until the very last minute and was cut by the wall of blades. Knowing that it was a mistake, John didn't feel Logan deserved to die based off of that. It saved him and basically started teaching him methods and became kind of like a father-son uh, buddy situation. Logan obviously never became obsessed with things like Amanda or Mark Hoffman did, but he was more of a a pawn in things to see how Jigsaw's rehabilitation can work. Like He was the first one to understand what it's like 
life after death, so to speak. Logan basically then tells Halloran that he re redid that same series of traps, leading them in this situation to their fate. And the last two players out of five were Logan and Halloran. Because Logan was trying to get Halloran to confess the things that Logan already knew. One of Halloran's uh, criminal investigator, like Edgar, who was in the beginning of the movie, was responsible for killing Logan's wife uh, a couple years before. But Halloran let Edgar get off to use him for information and for his own uh, personal use. So Logan leaves Halloran there in the movie. Now, it's hard to explain this movie as a whole because there's a lot more in it and it's a, a lot more traps and it's more, you know, that torture porn that Saul has created for us. But I, as a fan, really enjoyed it. Uh, it opened up this world of a whole new storyline that these characters can uh, follow. I don't know what they will do after this, and quite frankly, after this movie, I really don't want them to. I know that's weird to say as a fan saying that, but I don't want them to continue. I feel that this was a little movie that needed to take place in the time frame we never got to saw, get to see, got to see, before the first Saw movie. It was fun, I enjoyed it, uh, I was giddy all the way through, I paid extra money to see this movie in IMAX, and if anyone thinks about going to IMAX, that's literally what you're doing, you're just paying extra money to see a fancy movie. When it, <laughs> I don't know if I went to the wrong type of IMAX theater or what, but this movie, while I enjoyed it, had nothing more special to me if it was in any other form, if I just went to my local theater, but I traveled down to the city with my wife to see the IMAX version of this, and I could have literally just stayed home. But my defense, I really wanted to see this. It premiered on the Thursday night, otherwise it would have premiered on a Friday, and I wasn't about to wait another day. I'd wait so many years to see the continuation, so I went a day early. And was the money worth it for the IMAX part? No, but in the regular 8 to $10 ratio of what you would pay for a movie ticket, I felt like it was worth it. Definitely something for the fans, is what I could say. Because it seemed like fans wrote this movie and directed it. The Spirit Brothers, who are Australian directors, um, I've only seen one of their movies. And they got uh, a few movies under their belt that a lot of people praise them for. The one I seen was was called Predestination. It starred Ethan Hawke and is a a wonderful uh, movie about time travel that, for me, being a non-science fiction fan, uh, it was very interesting. But overall, Jigsaw, for me, and the majority of fans who watched it, enjoyed it. A lot of people like talking about it. So this is a, ending the first episode of Watchful Wednesdays. I will be back with you guys this Saturday for a new episode of the Irregular Crying Cheese Podcast. And I'm hoping to get my friend from work, Trent, with me. 
And uh, I got a little bit that I want to do, hopefully start up when it comes to me and my friends doing these podcasts. We'll see how it goes. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you like Jigsaw, like I did, please leave a comment. Share this podcast with your friends. Plenty more to come. I'll come back with you next week where hopefully I'll be giving you my watchful Wednesday review of Justice League. Right now I'm so behind on seeing this movie. I am disappointed in myself as a DC and superhero comic book fan. I've seen all the movies in the DCEU so far. Uh, preview night. Now, whether or not people thought they were good or not, I did go see Man of Steel, which was the first, followed by Batman vs. Superman. In Suicide Squad. I also seen Wonder Woman. Which that along with Guardians of the Galaxy and It were my three favorite movies of this year. And I might do like a Friday episode of the year in review for films. Or maybe next Wednesday instead of doing Justice League. I might just give you a year in review episode of films that I've seen. And what I would rank them at. So I will talk to you guys this Saturday. Hopefully you guys had a good holiday. Until next time, this is Corey Small signing off from Crying Cheese on this first episode of Watchful Wednesday. Until next time, okay bye.